You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. My name is Steve Whitman, joined as always by Emily Cannell and the return of Dan Polpone. Dan, need to start this off by just getting your, we have, there's fucking nothing to talk about, but we're going to start this off by getting some assorted thoughts from you because we have not talked to you since uh, season's end here. Now, um, number one, uh, we have in general been uh, doc centrist on this podcast, Doc River Centris, given that he's like a fine coach, doesn't matter all that much in the grand scheme of things. Um, By the end of the year, Emily and I have talked about just get him off the team and away from us uh, emotionally, physically. I can't stand him anymore. I need him the fuck out of the city personally. Um, Are you at that uh, place now uh, as well or um, I can elongate this question, but uh, are you at that place now uh, with Doc, or are you still basically where you were at uh, with Doc? Um, I'm basically at the same spot. I mean, I think, you know, a friend of the pod, Mike O'Connor, wrote a very good thing the other day, um, which is basically like, yeah, like Doc has kind of conducted himself like an ass in the media, and Doc is, you know, not any genius of a coach. But he's also probably an average coach. And, you know, a lot of the things that people really care about are probably a bit less important, like how he conducts himself towards the media, probably not that important. How he, um, you know, handles his rotations, while it is terrible a lot of times, probably less important than the X's and O's. And, you know, Mike was like, you know, his X's and O's are fairly simple but they like fit the best players well. And, you know, he does deserve credit that Joel's had his best two seasons under doc, you know, like he does deserve credit that, you know, Tobias's best moments have as a sixer have been under doc. Um, Now, if they fire doc tomorrow and brought in Quinn Snyder, which I'm sure we'll touch on later, I will be thrilled. And I don't think that, you know, doc is like some, some coach who you'd be have a, you know, have a hard time to improve on. And, you know, just as the way he is, I wouldn't be, you know, sad to see him go. But I I do think that, you know, he's not what's holding them back. And and I would be perfectly happy to see him go just like everyone else. But I'm still pretty firm in the camp of he's not the he's not the issue. Um 
James Harden, uh, obviously very excited when we traded uh, Simmons for him. And then game six looked like he could not possibly give a shit about playing in it. Um, where are you at? I'm sure that you're probably assuming, like most of us, that he's going to be back. Uh, where are you at in terms of his contract and how you feel about him going forward as a sixer? Yeah, like I feel like um, to fully answer this confidently, I would need some information I'm not privy to. I mean, I watch him play and I say, like, this is a guy who's hurt. Um, this is a guy whose hamstring is not right. And we know he has the hamstring injury in his past. And so if, you know, if the the thought in the organization and further doctors is that, you know, a summer is going to make him, you know, get clo- a lot closer to what he was, you know, and give him some burst and, and be the score he used to be, then I would be all over bringing him back, especially at, you know, whatever that price tag is, 30, 35 million, where you're able to, you know, if you can get off of Tobias, free up cap space for a third star um, or fourth if Max takes a step forward. Um, but with, you know, from him, I don't think that that is anything close to guaranteed, right? Like I, I would not be surprised at all if it's like, yeah, this is just what he is. Um, and so I think that if this is, you know, just what he is, then it's a lot tougher of a decision for the organization. I'm not saying he didn't give us anything good because he did, but I mean, his efficiency was just like below, below dirt and you can't have that from a guy who's going to be making in the forties of millions of dollars. And, you know, like I said, this is not information that we are privy to. And if the thought of the organization is, you know, there is better ahead of him, you know, he will be healthier. Then I would be in a rush to resign him, especially if you can get him at a price where you can, you know, like I said, try to go after a third star. But if, if, if what we saw this season from him is what you get, then I would have a lot of thinking to do. And I'd be thinking about like, what can I do to, you know, get off? Like if I have to get off this player, can I get an asset for him? And if I can, can I go in and chase, you know, one of Beal slash Levine, and then also really try to fill out the roster with some, some good role players who maybe like give a shit a little bit. And so like all of these things are something you have to weigh if you know Harden's, you know, true peak health which i just don't yeah um this week the brooklyn nets officially deferred the sixers uh pick uh pick 23 in this year's draft so we will have a draft pick uh at least uh sixers will have the option to either make the pick they will have to make they can't trade the pick ahead of time so uh because they traded less no because they traded next year's or because they will trade next year's now that it was deferred. Um, so uh, getting into draft stuff, uh, not a big college basketball person. Emily, do you have any thoughts on people they could draft? Anybody from Delaware you're currently uh, honing in on? Uh, any thoughts here? Uh, or do you think that they're going to trade the pick? Uh, any thoughts um, on this? I don't have any thoughts on that at all um i feel sad that they're gonna put the guy in the hat and then if they trade them the guy's gonna have to be in the hat 
and then yeah. and then like you know their mom might does work mom also work for the team yeah that's the, that's the eternal question is yeah. does their mom or dad work for the team and the only person from delaware that would i even know is jameer nelson jr which would also mm. be sad if they then drafted him and then i don't think he declared for the draft or anything but well, his and then dad does work him. For <laughs> exactly so <laughs> yeah. that would that would fit into the plans that does fit give him a year we'll do it next year it's fine yeah um you know names that are out there uh i don't know any of these guys really other than what i'm reading but um ej liddell um uh tari eason is someone everybody loves but says it's going to be gone uh dan i feel like you get somewhat into college basketball shaking his head uh, i'm gonna throw this to you what do you what do you think about guys who might be around for 23 or do you think they're likely going to trade the pick um, maybe with a Tobias or, or in a Matisse situation, or, or what do you think? Yeah, I, I believe the rule is that they can't like officially trade the pick before they make it, but they can come to some kind of agreement to trade it, draft the player, the team they're trading it to once, and then trade the rights to that player. Right. Um, and I kind of have a feeling that you might see something like that because when I think – the big plan is to get off of Tobias, maybe use Matisse in this pick to do it. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, free up some cap space to, to sign a player that, you know, would be, you know, an extra star on this team. And, 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 you know, I've honestly, you know, I haven't been on this pod in a while and I've tried to think about the Sixers as little as possible. I'm sure this is still the plan. Um, I haven't heard anything to, um, suggest that it's likely that any of these, you know, free agent stars want to come here um, or that, you know, Donovan Mitchell is asking out and the Jazz are dying for anything the Sixers have to offer. Um, I haven't heard anything to say that anything like that is, you know, going to happen, but I think that that is probably the overarching plan here. And it probably is the best bet to keep Harden and try to get someone else and have Maxi and have, this great, you know, four out of five players, but, you know, all the talk, and I think is right is, you know, I mean, people are saying, you know, you, you, you need, you need dogs. And, and I will, I will go lower than that and say, you need players, you need players who care. And I don't mean to suggest that the guys don't care ever on this team, but they don't care as often and as intensely as they should compared to other players in the league. That is just the truth. And it is the sad truth about this team because we care about them so much. Um, when you hear Tobias Harris in his post-game interview say that the effort wasn't there in a home game six to force game seven. <laughs> like, what, like, that is as low as it gets in terms of effort for an organization. If you can't get up for this game, what, you, what can you get up for? And so yeah. they need players, whether that is a rookie who is going to, you know, compete against some of these vets for minutes and push them. Or if that is, you know, a, a PJ Tucker veteran who has made his place in the league by trying hard and, and, you know, will continue to chase this, you know, elusive ring for him, whatever it is, they need players who just care more than the players they have now. And I think that's a hard thing to get out of a rookie because the rookies generally need to be brought up in a certain culture. And if you're at 23, you're probably not getting a day one contributor who is also going to be a culture setter. I mean, that's just 
kind of a silly expectation. And so I would not be upset to see them trade the pick for, I don't know who, but, but someone to, to set a certain culture on this team. I mean, they missed, they missed the Jimmy of it all, not just that he played phenomenal in these playoffs and actually would, would take a three, but the, you know, his annoying, like, look how hard I'm trying thing. Like, yeah, like I've made fun of it. I've made fun of the honest for doing it, but like the Sixers need someone who is just going to be like, I'm trying hard, meet me here. Like they, they don't have it. And it, it, it sat, I mean, I admire Embiid for playing through the injuries he played through, but he's still not that guy. And I'm not saying he was just not caring out there and not trying at all, but he is not the culture, um, effort, threshold setter that this team really needs. They don't have anyone to do it. And so, um, that that has to be a big concern this summer, and I hope that Daryl has the um, interpersonal, emotional intelligence to recognize that this is a need beyond whatever like fucking Vorp says. Well, and Harden's the fucking opposite of that. Harden, even when Harden makes all his shots, he's not exactly Mister Tryhard guy. Like so, you know, like he's. As I love Harden, I think Harden's great, and and for his career, I've been a big fan of his. But he's never been like all out effort guy. So Maxi is is a big effort guy, and in the waning moments of Game Six, he was one of the few people really trying. And Embiid's injury history, honestly, for me is like I don't want him diving as much as he dives. Like I don't want him to be, you know, that kind of guy. So they need guys with higher motors on this team and they need people to set the tone. I also think that Doc Rivers being such an apathetic, like uh, accountability devoid asshole doesn't help in this regard. Um, and uh, refusing to take any blame ever, um, never practicing, never uh, seeming uh, inclined to play people. Honestly, like Paul Reed, Paul Reed is a maniac. And like rebounds like crazy and is like, he fouls a lot out of like over effort, you know, like, like, you know, trying too hard to, to, you know, play well. Well, DeAndre yeah. Jordan was afraid to break a sweat all year. In his DeAndre Jordan, absolute zero effort model. Um, you know, so uh, we're going to take a little break here. This is a quick one. Take a little break. Talk about, speaking of models, we're going to talk about Quinn Snyder. Um, who stepping down and then we'll talk about uh i'm just speaking of models al horford uh here's a break vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away that's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. Quinn Snyder has stepped down as head coach of the Utah Jazz. Now, <laughs> we will continue to take every last uh, coaching bit of news as a uh, uh, clue that Doc Rivers will no longer coach the Sixers until it's literally opening night of the season. Um, I don't really see a path here. I, I would love to see a path here. Now, it's funny, Quinn Snyder coaches a bunch of jazz teams that are all like number one seed and they never fucking do anything, but everybody's like, he's an incredible coach. Um, I'm a little curious about that, like why his teams are always win like 60 games and they always fail, um, but people never blame him. I think that's a little curious. Now, I, I guess they do have a flawed roster, but I, I think it's a little funny that he he comes off scot-free. Um, but sure, I, I would absolutely take him over, Doc. Um, Obviously, there's no trade there. I don't think you could pay Doc enough money to go to Utah. Um, but this would be this would have to be the Sixers firing Doc, which I don't think they're going to do. I think they would have done that by now, unless they just are over the moon about Quinn Snyder. I really don't expect this, but he's certainly a big name and accomplished coach to hit the market at this point. Um, Emily, any thoughts on Quinn Snyder hitting the market here? Yeah, I don't really see a path for him to come to the Sixers. And I also wonder, like, is it was there is he stepping down because he just like wants some time away from coaching or is he like looking to pick up a job right away like we don't know that but yeah I we've said it a million times the only way we're getting off of Doc's leaving if is if Doc resigns and he's not going to resign for the snowy mountain caps of Salt Lake City where there's no golf to be played in the months of October to April so right um Shout out Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, just in case. Great franchise. You're in have you seen it? Yeah, of course I have. Great. Miriam Cosby, running in cold. Just ask Emily if she's seen a reality TV show. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Um, uh, yeah, so that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, Dan, any thoughts on this uh, Quinn Snyder situation? Yeah, I mean, it, like, I get, I get your point about, like, why doesn't he get much blame from this i think part of it is that you know it's a small market and people don't really care and would rather blame the players um i mean i make the same point about daryl all the time and so if that can continue here maybe it would drive me crazy who knows but i i think that more than like i think doc is a fine coach i do but i also think that sometimes like it's just time for a new voice and it's just time for a change. And Quinn Snyder is probably the most proven coach out there. Um, like him, or like if you could lure D'Antoni away, something like that, which we know they're not doing with D'Antoni and they're probably not doing with Snyder. Um, I mean, Paul has, you know, reported this and people have tried to basically cope. Sorry, I, I don't know how else to say it. 
It's like, oh, the Sixers are playing hardball with the Lakers. No, like Paul said it. Other reporters have said it. Like Daryl and ownership like Doc. Like people project onto Daryl so much. Like, oh, Daryl thinks what I think. No, Daryl thinks what Daryl thinks. And Daryl likes Doc, as does the organization. Like, that's just how it is. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm like probably higher on Doc than most people on Sixers Twitter. And I'm also probably lower on Doc than anyone in the Sixers organization because he drives me crazy too, just like less so than everyone else. But yeah, I mean, if like they decided to dish Doc and go with Snyder, I'd be thrilled. I just don't think it's going to happen. And like, yeah, yeah, it's probably time for a fresh voice, but I don't think anyone feels that way in the organization. Like, I think, I truly think Doc is here for the next year, at least. I think, I think they're happy with what he's done. Like, I'm not particularly, but hey, I like understand, I do get like, there's some positive from him and I think that that they're happy with him. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, in our, in in Liberty Ballers Slack the other day, uh, uh, friend Dave early brought up that, uh, just the, just the notion that he's likely not Daryl's first choice. I totally believe that he's not Daryl's first choice. I guess I, I just think that he, while he's not Daryl's first choice, I do think that Daryl likes him way more than fans, including me, would like to believe. Because I, I do, in general, like Daryl and think Daryl's very smart and good overall. Um, but, I, but I do think fans like to think that Daryl thinks the way that we think. Uh, and, and he's been chained and bound by Josh Harris and not allowed to fire him. And I really think that if Daryl really wanted Doc out, he could get him out. You know, he could whisper in Joel's ear, like, hey, pull the plug on this guy. Like, he's a fucking moron. Like, I also think, I think that there is some, you know, notion that Doc's decisions that people don't like, including me, that I don't like, are like, that's only Doc. But I do think part of, like, the reporting of, like, Daryl really likes Doc has some implication of, like, Daryl gets Doc's ear on a lot of decisions. Like, I get that makes people uncomfortable because Daryl was supposed to be some kind of savior and Daryl was supposed to be some kind of genius that is going to steer us in the right direction. But, like, as I'm sure we'll touch on later, like, Danny Green or Al Horford, who would you rather have right now, right? Like, we could go on and on, but, like, Daryl is not perfect. Daryl has not been perfect for career. I think he's a good GM. I do. I think we're lucky to have him. But the, the idea that he can't make a mistake and that if there's a mistake made, it has to be only attributed to Doc. Now, it's coaching. Doc does get the final say, and so Doc should totally get blamed. But, like, the, the idea that Daryl really likes him kind of implies that, like, he has Doc's ear. Like, Doc is listening to things he says. And, like, you know, Doc does ultimately answer Daryl. Daryl is the president of basketball operations. And so, like, everything he does generally gets Daryl's stamp of approval. And, like, I get that people don't like that, but that doesn't make it any less true. Like, this is your guy, and this was your, you know, savior of the Sixers, and this was your you know, you know, our hinky-minded guy that we're getting back. But ultimately, everyone makes mistakes, and and Doc's mistakes do owe a bit to Daryl because, like, Daryl is in charge, and Daryl is giving Doc this approval. Like, I, I, I don't know how else to say it, but, like, I think if Daryl was, like, this is a make-or-break issue, DeAndre Jordan probably gets minutes a lot less closer to the end of the regular season yeah or, or daryl don't sign horrible players like if well, that's right. like, no one, 
Doc didn't I, sign DeAndre Jordan. Daryl signed yeah, DeAndre you're Jordan. Daryl included Paul Millsap in that trade. No one yeah, forced been, these things. These guys have been horrible for years. Just if Doc says, I want those guys, you say, actually, no. There, there's all this tape and data. Sorry, the Nets, re- the, the Nets refused to give Millsap. Sorry, Doc. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, you know, distract him with something. I don't know. Like, you're the GM. You can you can figure something out. Um, so you mentioned Horford. The uh, finals are happening. Now, we're recording this in the evening on Sunday, so we won't talk too much about the series overall. But uh, Al Horford hit, like, six threes. Uh, and and uh, so after he left the Sixers, he went to OKC. He was horrible there. Um, and then he found his way back to Boston. And he's been very good for them uh, this year uh, and is having a real renaissance with Boston, as we could have all really predicted. He looks very spry. He's hitting a lot of threes. He's defending. His isolation defending is, like, best in the league. Now, I've been seeing some revisionist history on Al Horford's Sixers tenure which, if you'll remember, was horrible. It was just absolutely joyless and miserable. So spare me with that shit, please. Like, he was not good for us. Like, he was good as a backup center, but he was not good in the starting lineup playing next to the most important player in the city. So I just don't want to hear any, like, should we have traded Al Horford? Yeah, we had to. Like, Embiid was miserable when Horford was here. They had to get him out of here. Danny Green was an important player on the team. Like, sure, we haven't won a title, but we weren't going to win a title without fucking Horford. Like, yes, we had like five power forwards on the team and Josh Richardson that year was a, a hellscape and like nobody could shoot the ball. It was, it was not set up for Al to succeed, but also he seemed like a bummer to be around on those teams. Like, it, none of it went well. He would not shoot quickly. Like, it, none of it was good, but also he was not good in those lineups. Like, I, I don't want to like look back on this and be like, oh, this is the guy we had the whole time. Like, he was not like this, especially next to Joel. And it's also, the same thing the Jimmy years. The yeah, Jimmy exactly. Years. No, and Jimmy was not this the, yeah. those years either. No, we should have kept Jimmy in that case. But like, I don't want to hear this like. Look, one of the six. Look at this, another bad Sixers move. Like that was not. That was actually a good move by Daryl to get off of Horford at that time. So Emily, do you agree with this, or are you at all pining for more like uh, Al Horford in your life at this point? No, I want less Al Horford in my life at this point in time. I want him off my television screen. Um, Like as a sixer, he made six threes in game one. Like he only took six threes one time for the Sixers. Like. <laughs> And that was his first game as a sixer. Like he's never shot like that. He, we, I thought James Harden was like a sandbagger on teams. He didn't want to be on. I think Al Horford is the ultimate sandbagger. He did it here. Then he did it in Oklahoma to get back to Boston. Right. Like he, this was like a three-year master plan. Like this is, I don't know what this is, but this is not the guy that played for the Sixers or OKC. Like he's like taking some magic potion and like unaging himself. But all that being said, I still think the Warriors win the series. So. I hope so. I can't stand a, a Celtics Horford title. I can't do it. And a um, Nick Stauskas title. He is currently on the Celtics. That is a that is a shame. Uh, but sorry, man, you got to go find one someplace else. <laughs> um, uh, Dan, any any thoughts on this Horford stuff? I will say, I think I was one of the few people who, from a Sixers perspective, did not love the Danny Green trade. Um, he was really important his first year here. It was like 
the dude's 35 and like he's like a three-point specialist who shoots threes well like once every three games like I don't know like I I didn't love it and I don't disagree that we had to get off of Horford but to give a first just to get a guy who's like kind of eh and like Horford definitely still had some value like I think it's pretty clear but like right now, no one's. Oh, I didn't think he had it. I, they, I mean, they benched him. They had to bench a thirty million dollar player that year. The Thunder? No, no, no. Horford. Like the Sixers had to put oh, him. Oh well, the they bench. brought him off the bench for lineup purposes. I'm not saying that he should have stayed a Sixer, but yeah. I just wasn't. I don't think that like Daryl got a ton of credit for that deal. Whereas like yeah. Daryl's making the roster make sense, and it's like, well, you traded a first round pick to get off of a guy who was like a highly sought after free agent just a year ago to get Danny Green making 15 million at 34 years old. Like, I didn't think this was some genius deal. Like Danny Green has his own issues. And I mean, we're kind of seeing like, like, yes, they did get the one seed and they had an impressive regular season a year ago. Like Daryl hasn't shaped up some like top tier contender, let alone a winner. Just like, like the Sixers still haven't gotten out of the second round. Like Daryl hasn't worked any magic here. I, I I don't fully get like all of the praise that he gets for some of these moves. And I'm not saying that we should have to keep Horford or anything. And I absolutely hate seeing him be that one in the conference in the NBA finals. I mean, not just him. I mean, more like, he's whatever. He was a bummer here. His his sister hates us and is just the worst on Twitter. Um, but but just the more than anything, the Celtics in general, and I like a lot of it. Like I re- actually really like Tatum. Like I, I like his game. I like watching him play. Um, they have some role players who I find enjoyable. It's not about like these guys individually. It's it's a Sixers Celtics thing, you know. Yeah. Like I hate the Celtics. You know, I've always hated the Celtics. This isn't new. Now that they're playing well, um, you know what were they twenty three and twenty four at one point. And now they're in the NBA finals. It's just unbelievable. I was relishing in them being bad and now they're phenomenal. Um, yeah, I mean, if the Warriors don't turn around and win, I'm going to be really bummed. I hope they do. Um, I think the series goes seven either way. Um, I think it'll be really close. They're both great teams. So we'll see. But it's definitely, um, it's not fun to see. Uh, it's, it's not fun to see the Celtics uh, really look like far and away you know the best team in the eastern conference right now it's 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 not enjoyable and i i have to give them credit because i did put down a five dollar parlay and win 250 dollars um on a celtics bet uh in the conference finals and that was greatly appreciated um but besides that i'm really not enjoying their run at all wow well you bet on the celtics i did you want to hear what the bet was I absolutely do. It was a five-leg parlay. It was – this was game, I want to say, two of the conference finals. The Heat were at 1-0 in Miami. I took alternate spread, Celtics minus 15 and a half. The Heat were one-point favorites. I took the Celtics to win by 16 or more. They did. I took oh. Grant Williams over seven and a half points. I think he had 19. Marcus Smart, four-plus rebounds. I think he had nine. Jason Tatum, two plus threes. I think he had four. And then Al Horford to have one plus blocks. He got his one block on a blocked forced jumper with six minutes left in the game right before the Celtics pulled the starters. And like that uncut was, gems. Yeah, that was $5 to win 
Nice. And that was that was my biggest odds hit yet. So the Celtics deserve credit for that, but I hope they have no luck the rest of the way. I'm not betting on them again. Wow. Very good stuff. Uh, last question. Uh, I know we have to go. Emily, your favorite Real Housewives of Salt Lake City husband? Oh, I don't... <laughs> My favorite husband. Mm-hmm. Can I say Coach Shaw? I like Coach Shaw a lot. Of course. Gotta go Robert Sr. for me. Gotta uh, go. You know, anybody that marries their own granddaughter is really just, you know, it's gotta be, <laughs> it's gotta be, gotta be good stuff. The right. grandmother told him to do it when her just her dying wish. Okay, how can you possibly not? You know, somebody step grandfather. Somebody- Step grandfather. Listen, somebody who's somebody who's actively dying is definitely in a clear headspace. So you have to do whatever they say. It's great. Uh, All right. Um, definitely want to plug that show. Um, Dan, great to see you. Next week we have to do a draft podcast. I, I mean, not that we need to do more than we did today. It seemed like we really gave you all you need to know about the upcoming draft, but um we are your premier draft expert. We don't need Olinger or Harrison or any of those guys. I think we really covered it all. Um, follow Gesha Blues Pod, uh, Third and Girl, DA Phelps 13. Where is he? Nobody knows. Um, Steve J. Littman, uh, the Gesha Blues Pod, a Sixers podcast. That's it. Be safe and be great. And uh, yeah, take care. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today